The scripture reading this morning comes from Joshua chapter 1. We're beginning a new <clears throat> sermon series in the book of Joshua. Before I read the chapter, I do want to give you a little background. Uh, you know, you go back to the book of Genesis, you know, God created male and female in, in His image and gave them the mission to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Well, uh, they chose to go their own way, and we have what is referred to as the fall of mankind in Genesis 3. Uh, but God then started this plan of redemption. He began to implement this plan, His plan of redemption to bring His people back to Himself so that they may image Him rightly, reflect Him rightly in the world. And so He calls a man named Abram and changes his name to Abraham. And He gives him a promise in Genesis 12. That I will bless you. I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to... I'm going to give you uh, descendants, and through your seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed, he tells Abraham. And then Abraham has a son named Isaac. Isaac has a son named Jacob. Jacob has 12 sons, and they make up the 12 tribes of Israel. They have to go to Egypt because of a famine, and they reside in Egypt and then become slaves in Egypt for 400 years. Then God raises up a man named Moses to deliver them from slavery so that they can fulfill God's mission in the world to be His people and reflect Him to the world and to be fruitful and multiply. Well, Moses gets to the Jordan River and Moses dies. And this is where we pick up the story of redemption in Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the land of Israel, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you, sh- you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success." Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them. 
until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he is to you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it. The land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And the, and the answer, Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. <clears throat> Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. This is God's word. So this book is about Moses, I mean Joshua <clears throat> receiving the position of leadership that was Moses's and leading God's people into the land that God had promised to give the people of God, the land of Canaan. And in this first chapter, we're introduced to four things. We're introduced to God's mission for His people. We're introduced to God's promises to His people. We're introduced to Joshua's responsibility. And we also are introduced to the people's response. This is, these are the things we see here. So first, let's see God's mission in verses 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And this is what the whole book is going to be about right here. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. So God's mission for his people at that time was to take the land of Canaan. And what you realize in the scripture is that God always has a mission for his people. He always has something that he wants us to accomplish. And for Joshua and the Israelites, we see here, their mission was to take the land of Canaan. Now... God's mission for us is different than God's mission for them, right? We're not taking the land of Canaan. But what we do have in common is that we both have a mission by God to accomplish. Our mission is not found in the book of Joshua. Our mission is found in the words of Jesus in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, where we read, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So, whereas you know, Joshua and the Israelites were going in to take this physical ground, our mission is to take spiritual ground. You know, our mission is to help people move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of Christ. And the way that happens is through the sharing of the gospel. And so the gospel is the message that we have been entrusted with to tell to as many people as we can. And so, so that these, these folks that hear the gospel message may place their faith in Christ and be saved for all eternity. That's our mission. But for Joshua and the Israelites several thousand years ago, God's mission for them in this book was to enter the land that God had promised to give them, the land of Canaan. So we see God's mission for them, and we see that we also have a mission. And the second thing we see here is we see God's promises to them. Verses 3 through 5 we read, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. He's telling Joshua this. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Just as I have promised to Moses. From the wilderness 
and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. So God promises Joshua three things in this passage. He promises to give Israel every place that Joshua's foot will tread upon. He promises that no man will ever be able to defeat Joshua or stand before him. And he promises Joshua that he will be with him just like he was with Moses. And what we see is all throughout the Bible, God raises up people like Joshua, men and women like Joshua, to lead his people in his mission, to deliver his people. And these leaders all function as forerunners of the Messiah. You know, men like Noah and Abraham and Moses and Joshua, the judges, David. So God gave Joshua the role of leading his people in accomplishing God's mission. So Joshua is a forerunner of the one who is to come. He's a forerunner of the Messiah. He's a type of Messiah, a deliverer. And what's interesting too is that Joshua shares a name with the one that he is a type of. Uh, You know, the the Greek translation of the Hebrew word for Joshua is Jesus. Does that sound familiar? The name of Jesus. It's the name that's given to Jesus in Luke 2.21. So Jesus uh, shares the name with Joshua. And Joshua is a forerunner to the Christ. The one who would ultimately deliver God's people. Once and for all. And so, just as God promised Joshua that every place his foot would tread upon, he would give him, God the Father promised the Son, Jesus, to give him the nations. And just like no man would ever be able to stand and defeat Joshua, no man or created being would ever be able to defeat Jesus in accomplishing the mission of the Father. And God promised to be with Joshua... Well, Jesus is Emmanuel, right? God in the flesh, God among us. He is God, the God-man. And just as God was with Joshua as he carried out his mission, did that phrase stand out to you as I was reading that at the end of verse 5? I will be with you, I will not leave you or forsake you. For For the Christian, those on this side of the cross, you should be thinking about the Great Commission. You should be thinking about that mission that God gave us in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, that we are to make disciples. And then at the end there, he says, and behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. God was with Joshua. Jesus is with us through the power of his spirit to accomplish the mission that he has given us. So God empowers his people. What we see here in Joshua, as well as over in uh, Matthew in the New Testament, God always empowers His people to do what He's calling them to do. The third thing we see is Joshua's responsibility. So we see God's mission, we see God's promises, and now we see Joshua's responsibility. In verses 6-9, through God tells Joshua to do two things. First, He tells him to be strong and courageous, right? Be strong and courageous. This is repeated throughout this chapter. And the reality is, when we face a challenge, okay, think about this. When you face a challenge that you know you can't accomplish on your own, I mean, it's natural to become fearful, right? 
I mean, you become fearful of this great task that's, a, that's ahead of you because you know in your own strength, in your own power, you cannot accomplish it. And that's Joshua. He's standing on the side of the Jordan, on the, uh, on the uh, east side of the Jordan, about to cross over into the west. And he's facing a huge task that is too big for him. He cannot do it in his own strength. And he knows that. And so his tendency is to be fearful. And we know fear can paralyze us, right? And keep us from moving forward in faith. And this is why God tells him, be strong and courageous. And God also tells Joshua why he should be strong and courageous. You know, you'd be right to be fearful and seeking to accomplish the mission of God because it's too big. It's impossible in your own strength. And Joshua realizes that. And maybe you realize that as you think about doing what God's calling you to do. To go into the world, make disciples, to be witnesses for Christ. It seems like an impossible task. And it should seem that way. Because you can't do it on your own. Just like Joshua could not do it on his own. So so God tells Joshua, be strong and courageous. And this is why you can be strong and courageous. He says in verse 9, For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I mean, this is the only reason why you should not fear. (laughs) Or you should be very afraid. Especially crossing over the Jordan to the west and facing all these enemies. I mean, it's going to be a scary time. But the reason you don't have to fear and shrink back is because God tells Joshua, I'm with you. God says he's with him as he accomplishes his mission. And he tells us the same thing. You know, maybe you've heard the saying, you know, the will of God will not take you where the grace of God will not sustain you. You ever heard that before? You know, God is not going to lead us to a place or in a mission where he's not going to empower us to accomplish it. And he's not going to be with us in the accomplishment of it. God says, I am with you. And this was true for Joshua, and this is true for us. I think about Jesus when he, after his resurrection, he appears to his followers and he says, um, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So did you catch that? Jesus said, when I, when I give you the Holy Spirit, you will be empowered to do something. What will you be empowered to do? Be my witnesses. So God empowers His people to accomplish the mission. We are to be His witnesses. We are to make disciples of the nations. Well, how are we to do this? Well, in the power of God. Because God is present with us through His Spirit. And so we've been empowered to make disciples. To help people become growing followers of Jesus. And, you know, maybe you've... Put yourself in a scenario, maybe you've been in this scenario where you've had the opportunity to share the gospel with someone. And even as you think about that, you may become fearful, right? You may become fearful in sharing the gospel with someone. Or maybe you become frustrated or discouraged. You know, God says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed. You know, to be dismayed is to literally be broken into pieces. You know, maybe you've thought about sharing the gospel with someone and it's easy to shrink back because you're fearful and how they would respond. Or maybe you become discouraged because people aren't responding the way you think they should respond, right? And so you face a number of different situations like that, but God says be, be strong and courageous as you face these trials or these different opportunities because God is with us 
Christ is with us through His Holy Spirit to accomplish the mission and be faithful to the task. So being involved in the mission of God can be fearful. It can be discouraging uh, if we think we need to do it in our own power. You know, Joshua faced those same feelings. Uh, in his own strength, he knew he couldn't do it. There's no way to do it. And there could be fear there. And this is why God reminded him that he will be with him. This is why Jesus reminds us that he will be with us. Do you believe this? That God gives us all that we need to do what he wants us to do. Do you believe that? That's what he's telling Joshua. He's saying, Joshua, I'm giving you everything you need to do what I'm calling you to do. And Jesus says the same for us. Here's my mission. Make disciples of all nations. I'm giving you my spirit. I'm giving you all you need to accomplish the task. Second thing that Joshua is told to do is to act. Okay? Be strong and courageous, and then I need you to act. God tells him to act according, specifically according to God's word, according to the scripture. Verse 7 through 8, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Did you know this? That God is with us. If you're in Christ, God is with us. In a special way through His Spirit. But God only blesses obedience. He only blesses obedience. He does not bless disobedience. God doesn't bless sin. And this is why he tells Joshua, I'm with you, but I want you to move forward according to the Scripture. According to the law that I gave to Moses. So it's not simply about doing things, right? But it's also about being. God wants us to be who He wants us to be, as well as do what He wants us to do. You can't separate them. You, know, you can't seek to do the mission of God without being in a right relationship with God. You know, those two things need to go together. We can't expect God to bless the mission if there's unconfessed sin in our lives. You know, if we're not in a right relationship with God. And so we need both the being, being in right relationship with God, to fuel the doing. Now let me be clear. God saves us based on what Christ has done. Right? He saves us based on what Christ has done. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Period. And now that we are in Christ, now that we are in the family of God, He wants to He wants us to be on mission with Him, right? We are in His family, we are we are in a relationship with Him. Now He wants us to move forward in faith with Him. To accomplish His mission. And although He has saved us and He is with us, we can still choose to sin. We can still choose to act contrary to His will. And we know God doesn't bless disobedience. So if we want to be used by God, this was true of Joshua and this is true of us. If we want to be used by God in His work, we need to obey His word. 
And so if you realize you've sinned, and we all do, that's why we open our service, even before we get to the Word of God, we have a time of confession. Why do we do that? Because you're a bunch of sinners is why we do that. (laughs) And I am too. We need to pause and we need to say, you know what? There's been some ways that I've gone my own way. I need to confess that. And God tells me if I I confess my sin, He is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me and get me back on the right track with Him. That's His promise to us. So we pause and we say, you know, okay, here's what I did. I'm sorry. I acknowledge that was wrong. I want to be back on the right track with you. I want to be on mission with you. And now I'm opened up, ready to hear God's Word. I'm ready to be sent. I'm ready to move forward. And so if you realize sin in your life, confess it. Be quick to confess it. And God is faithful to get us back on the right track with Him, on mission with Him. So God tells Joshua to act according to the Scripture. The third thing we see in this passage, the last thing we see is how the people, including Joshua, respond to this invitation to be on mission with God. He's laid out his mission. He's, he's given his promises. We see Joshua's response, responsibility. And now we see the people respond. Verses 10 and 11. It says, Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions. For within three days, you are going to pass over this Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God has given you to possess. So first we see they had to make... Preparation. They responded by making preparation. See, Israel had already taken the land on the east side of the Jordan. And now they're about to cross the Jordan and move into the west. And what's interesting is that Moses had already given the land on the east side of the Jordan to uh, the, the uh, Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Okay, he's already given that land to those tribes. And it was good land. And so they were beginning to settle in that land. And so now God, through Joshua, comes to them and says, Okay, here's what I want you to do. It's time to move forward. It's time to cross the Jordan. I know this is good land. I know this is comfortable. I know you feel secure here. But it's time to move forward. Because we have more work to do. And so Joshua tells those who are able to fight, It's time to leave the comfort of the east and cross the Jordan and go west. God is asking them to leave comfort and security and to move into the unknown. He's asking them to go places they've never been. He's asking them to face challenges they've never faced before. In other words, He's asking them to take a step of faith, right? Trust Him. Move forward with Him by faith. And in order to do so, they need to prepare for the journey. You know, They're leaving in three days. Joshua says, tell everybody they need to make preparation. Get ready because this is where we're going. And here's the, here's the thing that happens to us sometimes. Sometimes we mistake walking by faith with not needing to prepare. Sometimes we think that we don't need to prepare for what God is calling us to do. But what we see is that that's just not how God normally works. If you look through the scripture, it seems God prepares his people for what he's calling them to do. You know, the philosopher Seneca once said this. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Or you could say it this way. Success is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. 
And so we should prepare for the mission that God is calling us to. Joshua was about to lead the people over the Jordan River into a hostile land. And so they needed to make preparation. They needed to get ready. And in a similar way, Jesus is leading us into a hostile land. And what I mean by that is a land of ideas. Um, ideas where the devil and the flesh war against the truth of the gospel. I mean, that is the land that we dwell in. And so we need to make preparation. We need to get ready. You know, if you were given the opportunity, just think about this. If you were given the opportunity to share the gospel with someone and tell them how they can come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior, could you do it? Would you know what to say? You know, we need to be prepared. We need to be ready to do that. And we need to be on mission to accomplish that. And to help you do that, and we're going to, I'm going to highlight this in just a moment, but next Sunday night after the chili, okay, with or without beans, we're going to come in here for a time of worship and we're going to talk about sharing our faith. And so that's going to be your first opportunity to be equipped to learn more about how you can share your faith with those around you. And so I hope you'll be here for that. But just like the people in the book of Joshua, we need to make preparation for the mission God's calling us to do. Second, we see the people responded to God's invitation with surrender. So they responded by making preparation, but they also responded with surrender. Look at verses 16 through 18. And they answered Joshua, All that you've commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command them shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So we need to prepare for the mission. But guess what? Preparation is not enough. We must be willing to surrender. We need to surrender to God's leading. We must be willing to go wherever he sends us. I mean, can you say that? Can you say to God, I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. I will say what you want me to say. And I'll give what you want me to give. Is that your response to God's mission? You know, as we, as we begin 2019, it's a new year. Are you willing to surrender to God's leading this year? You know, are you willing to go wherever He wants you to go? Do whatever He wants you to do. Say whatever He wants you to say. Give whatever He wants you to give. Because what we see is that if we're going to be involved in God's mission, then we need to prepare, but we also need to surrender to His leading. And you know, this year I'm challenging you to be more involved in Jesus' mission. I'm challenging you to become even more fluent in the gospel. I'm challenging you to help more people than ever before become growing followers of Jesus. That's the mission. And I want our church to be even more involved in that mission. And in your bulletin, I'm giving you three challenges to start with. And we'll, we'll add to these along the way. But here are three challenges that I think is if we take a step of faith and we move forward with these three challenges, I think these will help us become more involved in Jesus' mission. They involve prayer. They involve invitation and they involve training. I want you to think about those around you, family, friends, co-workers. I want you to think about those who don't know Christ. 
And just make a list of five people that do not know Christ and pray that this year they will come to know Christ. Second, I want to challenge you to invite at least one person to worship with you here Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, every week. Just one person. And then thirdly, I want to encourage you to attend the training time that we'll have in our worship service next Sunday night. If we're going to be more involved in the mission of God, we need to be equipped, we need to prepare, and we need to surrender, and we need to go. Because God has given us all that we need to do what He wants us to do. So now the question is, will you go where He wants you to go? Will you do what He wants you to do? Will you say what He wants you to say? Will you give what He wants you to give? And if you do, if you will do that, if you'll surrender yourself and follow God's leading, I believe 2019 will probably be one of uh, a very fruitful year of ministry. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank You for the model of Joshua. How He foreshadows Your Son and leading forward the people of God in the mission of God. And now as we sit here today in 2019, Lord, we follow Your Son, Jesus, who has given us a mission. And we need to prepare and we need to surrender. Lord, You know where each person is here this morning. Maybe someone in here needs to surrender their life to You for the first time and place their faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of their sin. And Lord, we thank You if they do that. We know that You promise to give them eternal life. And for those of us who have given our lives to Christ, who have placed our faith in Christ, Lord, we know You're calling us into Your mission, into what You're doing in Augusta and around the world. Lord, help us to be prepared and help each other to be prepared and help us to surrender, God. And maybe there's some people in here today that need to surrender. And just say, Lord, I will go wherever you want me to go. I'll talk to whoever you want me to talk to. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I will say what you want me to say. I'll give what you want me to give. Lord, that's my prayer. But we want to be on mission with you. We want to do what you want us to do. And we want to do it according to your word. Now we just trust that your spirit will continue to work that has begun this morning as we've opened your word together. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.